Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? This is insane. It feels like I'm blowing dust off my microphone and getting back into the podcast. I've not done it for one week and it feels like I've literally not sat down to do a podcast in years. I don't know why it feels like that. I think it's maybe because I've done a podcast every single week for the past two years. So maybe that's why. And I didn't do a podcast last week mainly because of everything that is going on. As you guys all know, I am starting my PhD. I've started it already now, so I'm in week... the Technically the first week I'm in it now, but last week was like an induction week, so I had loads of events to go to as well as getting everything started, getting a plan together. There is endless amount of things to do and I'm working as well. It's really important that I'm working and doing all of this stuff as well. So I'm pretty flat out at the moment. My my life is going to look really insane for the next three, four years. And yeah, it's not even conceivable how much work I'm going to have to do, but it's going to be so worth it because this is what I have been so excited for for so long and I've been trying to get it into motion for so long and it's finally happening and I'm like whoa (laughs) this is overwhelming so last week I was just like I just can't do the podcast I just can't because obviously I plan the podcast I come up with ideas I then record it listen to it edit it you know all that stuff so it does take a lot of work and I absolutely love doing the podcast I think it's amazing I love hearing what you guys think and teaching you guys about certain things about nutrition or just having a chat so I absolutely love it but last week I just was so flat out like I had absolutely no time to myself so I just thought I need to just take today just to do nothing like you know when you get those days where you have started out well and you've like done loads of stuff but then it gets so late in the day and you're like I've still got this stuff to do but you just cannot face it that was me last week but I had a really exciting podcast to do and I'm now going to do that for you guys today so we're not missing out on that podcast, but it is a really interesting topic. But thank you guys so much. I, I thought I've done so many podcasts in the last two years, it'll give people a chance to catch up with the other podcasts that they might have wanted to listen to, or for you to scroll back and have a look at other podcasts if you did, which people did do that because I noticed there was quite a few people listening back to old podcasts that I've done, maybe ones they missed or ones they were wanting to watch or blah, 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 whatever. So yeah, the last podcast I did was the one about big news, which was about my PhD, obviously. And I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I should do a podcast every two weeks or not. I mean, it would just feel, it would be much less work for me, but it also would feel like a really long time not to sit down and do podcasts for you guys as well. And I don't want to take that momentum away from the podcast but we're really just gonna have to see how it goes I think but I've been so incredibly structured with this for such a long time so I don't really want to be removing that and you know taking that momentum away especially with the blog post as well but leave it with me because there's so much stuff that I've got to figure out but I'm just really trying to get into the swing of this new PhD life that I apparently am living It just feels insane to me that this is actually happening and there's just so much to figure out, there's so much to do and there's so much to put into motion but it's all so exciting and I'm so grateful for this journey and getting it started, it's so, so exciting. But yes, so even like sitting in the podcast, so when I record my podcast obviously I have my microphone, if you have them on Instagram you probably see the setup but I listen 
with my earphones so that I can hear what you guys hear because honestly if you are not doing that in a podcast you're getting all sorts of noises coming into the microphone and you're not realizing it you literally can't move when you're doing a podcast (laughs) like it's you literally have to just like stay still and if I get like a cramp or something I literally have to move so slowly so you can't hear this like crazy noises in the background Uh, I really think that the sound is a really critical part of a good podcast because you want to listen to something that sounds good you don't want to listen to something that's like banging because the the microphone is picking up on anything and everything but yes ran over so today I'm going to be talking about foods to eat for your brain to make you smarter and to make you feel good and overall have mentally a good experience through life and really people don't understand how massively important it is to eat well for your brain. I think it's something that people either think that you know it wouldn't impact but genuinely the food that you consume will impact your productivity, how your brain actually functions, how much work you can do, what you can understand and so much more. Also risk of depression and anxiety as well as dementia, Alzheimer's, lots of different cognitive issues in the future. So it's critically important that we do consume certain nutrients and enough of them and how this might impact our brain. Really, really important. So I'm going to get stuck into that today and talk to you all about really important nutrients that are needed for your brain to function properly as well as other functions in the body but particularly on the brain. So every single nutrient in your foods that you eat and every single nutrient that we require as humans have a multitude of functions. They don't just play one role in the body. All the nutrients, the micro and macronutrients all work together to create an environment for you that works and that you don't have any diseases or any malfunctions or anything like that. So we're constantly trying to work together, all the nutrients are trying to work together and these nutrients that I'm going to talk about are have a critical function in the brain, they also do a lot of other things which I'll talk about as well but these are particularly important but really as an overall kind of rule eating healthfully is going to help your brain but there are elements that you're not going to be missing these nutrients if you are really concentrated on brain health or say you have some sort of genetic line of Alzheimer's or dementia or some sort of brain issue uh, that, that that might come into play. Also, I just had a thought, stroke is not got anything to do with your brain health. Actually, it's about your heart, just in case you were ever thinking like, oh gosh, I've got like a, a list or a line of a stroke in my family that that's actually to do with your heart and not your brain. It's basically what happens when you get a stroke is you your blood clots the artery that's going to your brain and that's what happens when you when you have a stroke so it's about the circulation of your blood and your heart not necessarily your brain but yes but there there can be loads of things to do with that but mainly when people have strokes in older life and it's due to lifestyle it's due to your heart not functioning properly or your arteries not functioning properly instead of your brain having any issues but yeah so main, the main ones to think about is Alzheimer's and dementia that's associated with brain and cognitive decline. But these things are naturally occurring anyway throughout life. Uh, dementia and Alzheimer's is just a name that we have created for something that happens whether we get old. But when it happens earlier or as earlier than it might have done, 
through different lifestyle factors, that's the problem that we're talking about when it comes to dementia and Alzheimer's, but it is a natural decline of life as well. But there's so many different things that I want to kind of touch on today, so we'll kind of just go for it. Obviously the main one, and you've probably heard me bang on about this before, but omega-3 is a big one when it comes to the brain. Also other things, but the brain is the big one. So omega-3, one thing to remember is there's two, there's more than two omega-3 uh, omegas, but omega-3 and 6 are the main ones that you'll hear about. Also omega-9 is part of things as well, but really what we're concentrating on right now is omega-3 and omega-6. So there's a particular ratio between omega-3 and omega-6 that we need to be getting so that we're getting enough of each nutrient and not too much of omega-6. So really, when you're thinking about this, you're wanting to think about getting two lots of omega-3 to omega-6. So we do need omega-6, but we need it in less quantity than omega-3. And the reason for that is because omega-6 is pro-inflammatory. So it actually activates inflammation in the body, which causes issues. But there is a time and place for inflammation in the body it is a necessary function within our bodies but when it becomes chronic and becomes consistent inflammation due to really high amounts of vitamin vitamin omega-6 or other sort of forms of information information my brain inflammation then we're having issues and that's causing diseases but omega-6 is actually anti-inflammatory so that brings the inflammation back down and that's why we need more omega-3 than we need omega-6 but unfortunately, due to our society, everyone pretty much gets enough omega-6, unless you're not having very many fried foods, blah, blah, blah. But omega-6 comes from things like sunflower oil, which is really abundant in today's westernized diet. So things like fish and chips, anything that's been fried will be fried in some sort of sunflower or vegetable oil. And that is going to cause issues for high omega-6 levels instead of omega-3 and omega-3 are in things like oily fish as well as walnuts in particular also other nuts and things like avocados olive oil stuff like that lots of omega-3 in there really really great sources of omega-3 if you are going to get your omega-3 from salmon or oily fish try and get organic versions i know it's easier said than done but you're trying to limit as much mercury as possible when you're getting organic uh, fish but that's the main sources of omega-3 and 6, and this is why we need to get more omega-3 than omega-6. But omega-3 kind of is really, really important for the brain. The brain is full of lipids, so it's full of fats. It's a really fatty organ, but in a good way. And really, it helps with the structure and function of the brain. The omega-3s actually contribute to that, which is incredibly important but it's mainly polyunsaturated fatty acids, so omega-3 and omega-6, but again, more requirement for omega-3 than omega-6. And deficiencies of omega-3 can cause neuro neurological issues, essentially, uh, to do with dementia, um, Alzheimer's, also anxiety, depression, and even just brain fog and things like that in the short term. So it is very important that we do get enough omega-3 enough omega-3 and it's also associated quite highly with depression less so um, other issues to do with the brain but depression and anxiety are, are up there with something that has been linked to omega-3 deficiencies 
But if we think about, if we bring it back to thousands of years ago, really our brains evolved when we started getting more abundant sources of iron, zinc, vitamin B12 and omega-3s and omega-6. So basically this happened when we started having more meat and there's also other things that have com- contributed to that, like REM sleep, if you know anything about sleep, or if you don't, you can listen to the podcast that I've done a long time ago about sleep now, but REM sleep, which is a very, um, you're basically paralysed when you're in REM sleep, but it's just a stage of your sleep that uh, is really important for memory and brain function, and not getting enough REM sleep can be really problematic for that so that's there's lots of other reasons why our brains evolved to be more complex but that is one of the reasons that we started to get more nutrients from meat and dairy and yes we could easily get those nutrients from vegan diets as well but it is much more difficult and there's lots of other things that are associated with that there's also a big argument and something that does exist about the biodiversity the not the biodiversity, the bioavailability of nutrients. So uh, animal sources of iron and B12, well, B12 is the main source of animal. There is sources of vitamin B12 and things like soil, not so much anymore. Uh, Obviously, we're not eating soil by the handful. But so these types of nutrients, iron in particular, we're doing an example of that. We've got heme iron and non-heme iron. And these two irons are plant and, and animal sources and the heme iron is more bioavailable for our bodies but counterintuitive of that as well is the fact that some there's research that shows that heme iron also is linked to other issues within the body so it's there's a little bit of pick one but, but the heme iron is more easily absorbed than non-heme iron through plants and things like spinach and, and dark leafy greens but it's not that it isn't possible. It is really important that we do, you know, uh, suggest that both diets are important because they are. And it is really important. But that is merely the facts. And this is why people have arguments about vegan diets and all of this. But that is kind of what happened. That evolved, our brains evolved to be more complex. So these nutrients are really critically important for our brain now. So things like iron, zinc, B12 and omega-3, really important. So I'll go through these nutrients. So zinc is involved in the hippocampus, especially in the fetus. Uh, Zinc is really abundant in the hippocampus of fetuses. And basically this works with memory, uh, with cognitive function. Zinc is really important for that. Zinc, you get things in zinc, you get a lot from meat, but you also get things from beans and, and dark leafy greens as well. B12, of course, um, maintains the um, sheaths that protect neurons and nerves. And this is really important as well to, to prevent any damage to those nerve endings. And vitamin B12, of course, as we all know, is a part of uh, a animal food. So all animal foods have vitamin B12, but if you're not eating animal foods, you must, must supplement vitamin B12. Very, very important. It's also critically important during pregnancy and also it can cause anemia not having enough vitamin b12 so another thing that people don't know very much of is anemia isn't just caused from a lack of iron it's also caused from a lack of vitamin b12 and folate so just because you have anemia doesn't mean that it's iron related just a fun fact it could also be vitamin b12 or uh, folate deficiency and of course 
Omega-3, really, really important for neuron health, as well as decreasing inflammation, like I was saying. As well, there's been some research to show that iron levels, uh, lower iron level levels in children is associated with a lower IQ and poor com- concentration as well as neuron complexity. So neuron complexity has actually been shown to be higher in children whose mother had an iron-rich diet. So all these nutrients are critically important no matter where you get them from. It is just slightly more difficult to get things like iron and uh, omega-3 and zinc from a completely vegan diet. But at the same time, you know, I was vegan for almost two years, so it's not you know, not real, it's not something that is not possible by any means. You can have a very healthy diet as a vegan, it just takes a little bit more effort and time. But that's just some interesting uh, research on that as well. Another two important nutrients that are that have been shown to be important for the brain are vitamin C and E. So these are antioxidants, particularly particular function of vitamin C and E are antioxidants. So these actually help fight oxidative stress in the brain, also in the body. Oxidative stress, I've talked about it before, is when chemical reactions occur that cause damage to the DNA over time, which causes diseases. So oxidative stress can cause disease anywhere in the body. And vitamin C and E both work very hard at preventing these diseases from occurring. So vitamin C and E are two very important nutrients to be consuming enough of. Vitamin C, very rich in uh, citrus fruits as well. Vitamin E is very rich in nuts and seeds as well as some meat as well. So really important to be getting those nutrients, not just for the brain, but for the entire body. So important for disease prevention, but you get these through a lot of fruit and vegetables, uh, zinc and dark leafy greens as well. Also beans, I think I said that. But vitamin C um, and E has also been shown to have a decreased risk of dementia, but this is not known whether it's to do with these two vitamins in particular or whether or not it is a healthy diet that's creating that decreased risk of dementia. Uh, Folate is the last one that I wanted to talk about and really with folate it helps with the myelin sheath as well as neurotransmitters. Folate and vitamin B12 work very closely together, they have similar functions. Really important if you are pregnant at all uh, if you are happen to be oh gosh that I hit that <laughs> if you do happen to be pregnant and listening to this if you're not taking a vitamin b12 or folate supplement please and you're not eating meat particularly if you're not eating meat please do make an appointment with your doctor and get the essential nutrients that you require because that is critically important for the health of your baby folate also a big one dark leafy greens beans nuts fruit that's a really important one. I think they do add folate now into some breads and flowers, but I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that they did that. They started doing that a couple of years back, which is important. But at the same time, make sure that you're getting enough from your food sources. But if you do need to supplement, then that is something you can do as well. But please do talk to your doctor before considering taking any new supplements. Zinc, another thing, is quite a meat-orientated nutrient, but you get them from meat, poultry, 
but also beans, nuts, whole grains and dairy products. So there's loads of different ways to get zinc as well. Zinc is really important for the immune system as well as the brain. It really plays a critical role there as well. So, it's, But zinc is a mineral, so you need it in less amount than vitamins. Uh, and vitamins than macronutrients like carbs, protein and fat. So they are all very, very important nutrients, but it is something that we can all get from our diets, whether you're vegan, vegetarian or uh, eat meat. So please don't think that if you have a specific diet that you cannot get all these nutrients. The only thing is uh, vitamin B12 with a vegan diet, also probably vegetarian diet as well. If you are a vegetarian, do take a vitamin B12 supplement just to be safe. But vegans, 100%, please do not, be, please do take a vitamin B12 supplement as well as a few other nutrients as well that can be quite important, like iodine and um, what's the other one? Vitamin B12, iodine, um, zinc can be one that are, is important for vegans, as well as calcium sometimes. It depends on your diet and what you are eating but again talk to your doctor before you think about taking any new supplements but really for the brain it is a healthy diet lots of fruits vegetables nuts seeds and possibly healthy uh, sources of dairy or meat and uh, try to be the most perfect that you can do is organic grass-fed meat uh, and meat and dairy but it's very expensive so just try your best with what you do have but if you are eating animal products of some kind you will be getting some vitamin b12 uh, as well as zinc uh, and iodine and things like that uh, less so iodine but more uh, zinc and uh, vitamin b12 but please do be cautious about this if you are interested in finding out more about the nutrients you're consuming and the levels of which you are I can 100% look at that for you that is part of my nutrition plan uh, you do a seven day food diary or a five day food diary but usually I've been getting people to do seven days and you get a full nutrient breakdown of all these nutrients that I mentioned so omega-3 zinc all the nutrients that you need in your body you will see how much you are getting of those and what you need to up what you need to come down so that's fantastic too uh, that I have that I can I can do for you uh, on the nutrition plan. So if you are in, in, can't talk. If you are interested in that, please do give me a message or check out my website. It will be in the link below. But eating for a healthy brain is very very important, and it is something that will help you in your life. It will help you with uh, success. It will help you with productivity. It will help you with feeling better. It will also help you with decreasing the risk of things like Alzheimer's and dementia later on in life. So very important to be getting enough omega-3 and to be eating enough of all of the different nutrients that we require. The brain is such a complex organ and one that is very, very important. Another thing as well is trying not to eat any fat because it's higher calories. Not so good an idea, mainly because of the whole aspect that our brain is a lipid-rich organ. So we do require fat to function and and it is a massive thing. We also have four fat-soluble vitamins that are vitamin A, D, E and K. All of these four vitamins require fat to be absorbed. So that means if you're not eating any fat, these vitamins are not being absorbed or utilised. So that is that vitamin E that's in there. But very, very important to be consuming fat alongside these nutrients or in the day of consuming these nutrients so that these nutrients can be absorbed and utilised by the body. The other two vitamins, vitamin 
uh, C and vitamin C, I think it's just vitamin C, yeah, uh, is water soluble and this is, uh, this basically comes out, it can be absorbed at any point, it also comes out through your pee. Now the thing about vitamin A, D, E and K, so the fat soluble vitamins, they uh, can, can be toxic if you're consuming an massive amount of these vitamins but I'm telling you right now that's not a concern no one is getting to that level of these vitamins so please don't worry about that but like don't be taking a vitamin A, D, E or K supplement unless you have been told to by your doctor and you have to make sure that these vitamins are at the right levels especially if you're pregnant vitamin A can be problematic for those who are pregnant Uh, but yes I've just kind of spurted a load of information about certain vitamins today uh, but if you did want me to have a look at your vitamins I definitely can do that you give me a message but yes thank you so much for listening to this podcast I really uh, enjoyed coming back on talk to you guys even though it's only been a week well two weeks for you guys uh, yes thank you so much for listening please do feel free to share this and like comment whatever you feel compelled to do if you think this is something that might help someone that you know, please do give it, uh, send them it and they can listen to it as well. Yes, I really hope you enjoyed the podcast and I will speak to you all very, very soon. Bye.